Hello, friends. Welcome to Ghost Emoji. I was trying to do something different, and it didn't uh, quite It was take. exactly the same. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I just threw in an extra pause. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome Hello, friend. to Ghost Emoji. There's, yeah, there's a question mark now. I'm adding it in. I hope everyone's excited about this new, new exhilarating change. Will we end it with stay spooky? <laughs> stay spooky. <laughs> just do kind of like Australian, just have it go up. Stay spooky. <laughs> stay spooky. That's how you make anything Australian. Just go up on the end. Yep. Go up on the end. <laughs> That's what Miranda always does. It's true. <laughs> I just sound like the guy from Voltron now. I don't even sound like Miranda. Miranda sounds great. Yeah, I don't think he's actually Australian because it sounds kind of fake. Sounds like me doing an Australian accent? Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, it does. That's why I love Voltron so much. I'm Koran. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Suddenly, all the pieces are falling together. <laughs> a big mustachioed ginger man. Oh, boy. With a, a big ship and a, a bunch of boys and two girls. And a lot of sass. <laughs> a lot of sass. No more talk of Voltron. They They duped me again with their tiny season. So small. I'm waiting until I get at least like 20 episodes built up and then I'll watch. <laughs> it'll it'll take you a minute. It's uh, I think each one has been like six to eight episodes and they've put out like two or three tiny seasons. All right, so they might mm-hmm. be at like 18 now, almost 20. <laughs> Probably be back in June with another like four episodes useless um, anyways what are we talking about to taylor what are we talking about today <laughs> what are we talking about to today today um today we were talking about clara crane also known as the candy lady <laughs> so bad the candy lady yeah she's from texas but you know she could have had a stint in an Australia town. I feel like Australia is the Texas of the world. Yeah, they could be, but I feel like they also might, in some ways, be way tougher than we are. Uh, for sure. Like, we've got some big snakes, but I feel like even their smallest snakes could probably eat and kill our snakes. In that order. Eat them and then kill them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's probably a spider that could just look at one of our snakes and kill it dead. That's actually very, probably very true. <laughs> uh, whenever I see a video of one of, like, you know, someone eating dinner and then they look up and there's, like, a spider, but it's covering their entire refrigerator and they're just like, Oi, look! Look at that spider! Look <laughs> at <sighs> that spider! Put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> and then that spider eats a bigger spider. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> when we're saying oi, I think, I think oi might be, is that a kiwi thing? New Zealand thing? I don't know. Kiwis. The candy lady that we're talking about today is not from New Zealand or Australia. If she's even real, she was from right in our own backyard. Good old North Texas. Mm -hmm. North Texas town. I have actually never heard of this urban legend, but I did see someone talking about it and they said that they were from Harris County, which is down where we're originally from, and they said they had heard about it. So I think it might have traveled around a little bit 
Yep. Even though the original one yep, yep. is from up yonder. Up yonder. But more towards Fort Worth than Dallas. If it's like Terrell County and all that stuff. Tarrant County. Nothing scarier than talking about counties. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Which county am the I county in? county lines. Ah, I'm going to have to register to vote in a different county. Oh, my God. I want to write my representatives, but I don't know what county I'm in. <laughs> that is kind of scary. It is, because you're like, if I write to the wrong one, what I've just basically thrown this piece of paper and this stamp in the garbage. They're, well, they're just going to piss on it and just mail it back to exactly. you. Like, here you go. I'm not your candidate. Piss off. Piss off. It's my PP letter back to you. You're not my constituent. Who gives a shit? Here's a shit letter. Fuck you. Put on Skinner. <laughs> put on some Skinner. Oh, God. Anyways. Where did you hear about the candy lady? Where did she come from? Uh, oh, oh, it was from um this list. I don't know if it was BuzzFeed, but it was basically like scariest like urban legends from each like state and this was texas's and i was like oh i've never heard of this especially since it's north texas and so i thought it was so interesting and that's when i started looking up more articles and all that but i don't know it's just it's an interesting like theory and then the urban legend is quite scary yeah but they've got just enough like real stuff in there that it makes you want to like go find old like court documents and stuff like that to see where it originally came from which i'm sure someone could but i don't have that much energy we didn't so. <laughs> nope <laughs> i was like let's just leave it at a legend because honestly if i were to like crack that open i think it would like not be healthy so <laughs> do you want to read the legend or do you want me to read the legend <sighs> i'll read the legend and i promise i won't do it in my australian accent I mean, you have to be true to yourself, but if you could abstain from your beautiful I'm going to I'm going to stand in my truth and use my homogenized sort of Texas accent, just my regular that's, voice. That's probably good. All right, let's see. The Candy Lady Urban Legend. Um around the turn of the 20th century, children started going missing in a small a small rural county in texas people blame it on the candy lady a woman who would supposedly lured children to her home with candy and they were never heard from again children in the area told stories of how they would wake in the morning to find candy sitting on their windowsill fearing that their parents might try to oh god what have i turned into i don't know (laughs) it was like it was slowly building into it and i was like is the candy lady, like, possessing Taylor? <laughs> I was afeard that their parents might try to stop this person <laughs> or thing leaving the candy. They didn't tell any adults. I don't know about the syntax in that sentence. The kids basically were like, I want more candy. I don't want to know where it came from. I just want more candy. Don't <laughs> tell my tell mom and dad. dad. I hate this house. Don't tell mom and dad. It's my candy. <laughs> see after a child had received the candy for a while they would start to find notes on the wrappers many times asking that the children come and play and the notes were signed the candy lady nothing gonna slow (laughs) me down 
I just eat the wrapper too. No, oh, I never God. did that. That's gross. Yeah, that's... I don't know why, but little kids have an obsession with like, can you eat the wrapper of the candy? And it's like, most of the time, no. I mean, you could, but you're not going to like, it's not going to taste good. It's paper. How kids... It's like waxy paper. How do kids feel about like bread bowls or waffle cones? Like containers you can eat out of. I mean, the kids I babysat, they they would order the waffle cone like the waffle cone bowl mm-hmm. but they wouldn't eat it and i was always like why do you need the bowl if you're not going to eat it maybe they just take it for granted they're like you can eat all the containers i don't have to eat this one i just know i can i just you could have just gotten a bowl that you're not going to eat cuz you're not going to eat it anyways i don't know i don't like a bread bowl i'm going to be honest I don't like bread bowls either. I think they're gross. I feel like they're going to go the way, like, the way we think of jello molds from, like, the 70s, I feel like that's how one day people are going to look back to, like, the 90s and the early aughts and be like, what was the deal? Why they want to eat out of bread bowls so badly? It's just some God, bread. It gets all soggy. It starts coming out the bottom. Yuck. You could eat it, but you could also just get a crusty baguette to go with your soup. I'm also not a fan of, fan of uh, pretzel buns. Oh, that one is a toss-up. I've had a good pretzel bun. I've also had a super shitty pretzel bun. A lot of the time they just taste burnt to me. Mm. That was a, that wasn't like a mmm burnt. That was like a ugh burnt. It sounded more like a mmm. <laughs> I know. I don't have a good, like, I can't distinguish between what burnt things smell and taste good and what burnt things smell and taste bad. Like that little like mini fire we had at work and everyone else was like, is that an electrical fire? It sounds, smells like components are burning. And I was like, oh, it smells like barbecue. It smells delicious. I got irritated because I was like, when you were like, it smells like barbecue. I was like, yeah, it does. And it was like, it's an electrical fire. And it wasn't. It was fucking wood chips and leaves burning. Yeah. So that's why it smells like barbecue. It smells like someone like starts up a fire, like a campfire. Ugh. <sighs> It's an electrical fire. You don't know what is the it? fuck you're talking about. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Barbecue Since master. Since you know so much. It's a bunch of, like, it's literally a bunch of, like, pansies and pieces of mulches burning in a pot. A flower pot. It's it's vegetable matter burning. It's yep. BBQ flower landscaping. BBQ. <laughs> <laughs> I like my pansies BBQ'd. Mm. That one was a mmm. I could tell. I could tell. <laughs> The smacking afterwards helped clear that up. Let's see. All right, so Candy Lady was snatching up babies for about a decade. Uh, Says a handful of kids went missing. I don't know how many is in a handful. As uh, some of the children got a little older, they started to confess that they'd eaten candy left on their windowsill from a Candy Lady. And their parents said, what's wrong with you? And they said, I love candy. Spooky. (laughs) Spooky candy. Um, According to the story, other strange things happened around this area that spooked the residents. A farmer found the... Ooh, I forgot about this part. A farmer found the rotten teeth of a child in a candy wrapper at the edge of one of his fields. Yuckerino. Um, A police deputy started investigating the disappearance of the children, and a few weeks later, they found his body in a ditch. His eyes were stabbed with a fork, and his pockets were filled with candy. Ugh. The fork, though. Mm-hmm. 
says his eyes were stabbed with a fork. Is that like a fork in each eye? Or is that like the fork has like his two eyeballs on it? Like stacked, oh. like shish kebab style. I assumed it was like two forks, one in each eye. But the shish kebab, I feel like that would be too difficult for her to like... It seems like a lot of work to have, like, did she put it back in his hand? Like, here you go. Here's some, here's your fork with your eyeballs on it. And it doesn't seem like it really goes, like, candy with eyeballs. I mean, if his, if his eyes were missing and there were, like, there was a fork in there, maybe I would see it. I'd be like, oh, she ate his eyes. Okay. Mm, a little amuse-bouche of eyeballs. Mm. No, thank you. Uh, Barbecue eyeball. So, I guess he got too close, and she done killed him. It doesn't say when this is supposed to have happened, though. I feel like this would be a very big deal. Ugh, the rotten teeth in a candy wrapper is... It's a good touch. It's rude, but it's a good touch. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day, anytime a kid goes missing, all the locals say, The candy lady got him. Children believe that she takes them somewhere and pulls out their teeth and stabs them with a fork. Say, this one's Lovely. done. Put a fork in it. <laughs> Put a fork in me. I'm dead. And I found that uh, urban myth from urbanlegends or urbanlegendsonline.com. Good job, um, urbanlegendsonline.com. Thanks Got for me. all of your information. All the juicy info. So, who is the the lady that this is actually supposed to be based on? The the Clara Crane. Well, there's like distant relative of Fraser Crane. <laughs> I thought of that when I was writing it all. Um, uh, this tossed salad and scrambled eyes. They call it yeah. again. Get up! <laughs> yep. Um, but when I was looking it up, they were like, oh, you know, we drew these conclusions based on just sort of like stuff from her past, but they don't actually know if it's her. And it's probably not a real like thing that happened. But um, her story is real. So, Claire Crane was born in 1871 in Texas, and she married an older man, and they had one child named Marcella, and in 1893, her daughter was killed in a farming accident, and it was noted that her husband, Leonard, had been drinking, and Claire was devastated and became withdrawn and despondent. Mm -hmm. In 1895, it is reported that Claire killed her husband, Leonard, with poisoned candy. Super nice. I read that it was caramels. Yeah, it was caramels. Mm -hmm. She blamed him for her daughter's death, because I guess he was watching her when the farming equipment... Yeah, well, that's why when it said he had been drinking, I didn't know if it was, like, like a farming accident, like, he ran her over with the tractor, or if he was, like, supposed to be watching her and she just, like, wandered and got, like, crushed by some equipment or something. I mean, either way, it sounds like he was being a bad dad. Don't know if he deserved to die. Maybe just get divorced and take all of his money and let him live with the guilt but that seems like a healthier way to handle it but you know sometimes we don't do that sometimes um, we poison our our husbands <laughs> i guess so but uh she was tried and convicted for murder but pled insanity slash grief and she was placed in the north texas lunatic asylum which i don't know if that's a real place i'm about to look it up uh, i looked it up earlier today i think by the time she went there, I think in 1890 or somewhere around them, it was changed to the... Oh, Terrell State Hospital? And there was one name in between there. I think it might have been like North Texas. Oh, gosh. I said I looked it up, but now I don't remember. I just was... Insane Asylum? 
Yeah, it, I mean, not really much better. I want to say it was called, like, the no. Terrell Insane Asylum. Well, I liked it because on the thing it said, because of different views of mental illness at the time, they changed the name to a more contemporary version of North Texas, you know, Insane Asylum or, you know, like, Hospital for the Insane or something like that. And then It's like, <laughs> is that much better, really? No, it's not. And then eventually it was, I don't know when, but eventually it was renamed to the Terrell State Hospital, I think. Okay. Which is real, and that's why I was like, that's one of the things where I'm like, okay, so like, this place was around, and you'll see later in the story there's a couple stuff, like, that can be corroborated by it, so that's where it was nice to see those things line up. But, yeah, yeah but by the time she went in, it wasn't, it wasn't called North Texas Lunatic Asylum anymore. But... Well, that's nice, I guess. It's not a great name, but... No, well, you know, can you imagine that they weren't super good about taking care of people that were mentally ill? I, I'm shocked, <laughs> frankly. Color me surprised. Yeah. So, in 1896, which is, that's like the year after she killed her husband. Mm-hmm. And it's two years after, or three years, 1896 is three years after her daughter died. Um, a doctor noted that staff found a doll that Clara had made from torn sheets hidden in her room. Other patients told the staff that she would talk and sing to it at night. Mm. Uh, in 1899, she was released due to overcrowding at the hospital. She was charming and soft-spoken, so even though she committed murder, she was considered a good candidate for release. And there was no aftercare in those days, so no one really knows where she ended up. Yeah, that's where, like, I, I get it, but I, I wish there was... Something, because, I mean, I guess the whole, like, she poisoned her husband with candy, and that's why they're pinning all this on here, but it just sounds like it was a lady who was having a hard time adjusting after her kid died. I mean, there was some murder, you know, a spot of murder. A spot. But to assume, like, the kind of the whole thing with, like, oh, a lady's child dies, she has become insane and now she's killing everyone she can get her hands on yeah that's a a common trope for like barren women women who have lost children women who want children that sort of stuff it's it's a really gross trope so i mean i don't necessarily believe that she actually did this it's more just like interesting because of like where it happened and and the time frame and everything yeah so I don't want anyone to think that I'm like it's definitely her because it's it's more probable it's more probable that like something else was going on, but you know how rumors in small towns are. Mm-hmm. So, but um, so around 1903, this is three years after she's released. Children near her hometown started going missing, and this is where her story seems to cross into an urban legend. Uh, children in the area told stories of how someone left candy on their windowsills at night. And some said that after they had received the candy for a while, the person leaving the candy would start writing notes on the wrappers. And then every once in a while, a child would disappear. Mm -hmm. So according to the stories, townspeople and law enforcement became suspicious after multiple children went missing. They started to investigate. And then around this time, several human teeth were found by a farmer in his fields. And the sheriff was found dead with forks in his eyes and candy in his pockets. And everyone, it says knew, but assumed the candy lady was responsible um and then the tale of the candy lady rose from these stories older people in some areas of texas remember the story vividly as a precautionary tale 
when they were growing up, which is honestly probably all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and occasionally the story surfaces again. It seems to be fairly localized to Texas, but we've heard people from other places in the U.S. refer to the story, too. I mean, we love to scare kids with candy. It's true. They just want to eat candy. You can't eat candy. Why can't they just tell them about the dangers of cavities? You could get an abscess and die. Kids don't. Kids think they're invincible. You're not. You gotta brush those teeth. I said invisible. (laughs) I was like, uh, maybe not. (laughs) I don't know if kids think they're invisible. I don't think so. I mean, maybe a few of them, but not most. (laughs) God, that would be terrible. Can you think of what they would do if they thought we couldn't (laughs) see them? (laughs) I don't want to think about it. Children would be doing some silly stuff. Billy, why? What are you doing? Nothing. You can't see me. You're take, taking a dump on the kitchen table. Billy, stop. No, I'm not. Peanut Butter Baby thought he was invisible. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Feel good? Yeah. You couldn't see him? He, only Peanut Butter. He was invisible in his own way. He wanted to be visible again, so he rubbed <laughs> Peanut Butter all over himself. I want to be a real boy again. Was his name Billy? Who was that boy? I don't. I don't think so. children just let them eat some candy you know everything in moderation why do they gotta loop the the candy in with the stranger danger because puppies and candy and strangers go hand in hand i guess oh what about kitties i think kitties are too like sharp (laughs) yeah they are (laughs) (laughs) says i'm covered in cat scratches yeah, same. I did it to myself. I mean, I didn't do it to myself, but I knew what I was getting into. Meryl needs her little claws clipped. Oh. Um, speaking of clips, this is a letter. This is... Old-timey letter to be read by Taylor. This one is a letter Clara supposedly wrote to her sister, so that's where I'm... The fact that they put supposedly makes me think that they didn't, like, find this in, like, an old ledger or something. Who knows where they found it. Or if it's real. But it's good, good stuff. Um, This letter shows how completely delusional that Clara was because she keeps referring to Marcy as if she is alive. Marcy's Marcella, her daughter. Um, At this point, Marcella had been dead for years. And some speculate that she believed the doll she spoke to at night was Marcy. Um... Which is, makes it a pretty sad letter when you read it in context. I wonder what her sister's name was, because she calls her Aggie. What if it's like Agatha? Probably. Dearest Aggie. Agatha. <laughs> I am elated. <laughs> no, this is a sad letter. I'm going to read it in my normal boring voice. Oh. I have been informed by Dr. Matthews that Marcy and I will be returning home in less than three weeks. As you can imagine, Marcy can barely contain her excitement. Every night she asks, is tomorrow the day that we go home, mother? Very soon I will be able to tell her yes. Our stay here has been somewhat of a trial, though. I have been grateful to the good doctor and his staff in their dedication to our treatment and recovery. Leonard's death has put us in such a severe state of melancholy that I feared we would never escape it. The past few years have been more difficult than any in my life, and my dear Marcella, after all that she has had to endure, has become my strength, my flame of hope. 
I must be honest with you, sister. Upon our arrival here, I carried a hatred in my heart for Just Justice Saunders and Counselor McCarty. But I have come to realize that perhaps they were men through whom the Lord's hand has been at work. Ah, oh, dang. In placing us where we could grow beyond this tragedy. Though I did not know it at the time, those days being dark in my memory. Even as my pen writes these words, I can almost smell the cedars in the yard waiting for us to return. Man, you can get some allergies from those suckers. And Basil, no doubt, wagging his tail. Ah, Basil, jumping up on us. Bad dog. When we enter the house, though I would be lying if I were to say that I have no trepidation about living again, once again, in our house without Leonard. It will feel strange for us without his presence, but I cannot think about that at this point. Marcella needs me to be strong now, as Leonard, in life, was strong for us both. And now, with the strength of our friends and our prayers, I know we can return home and begin to rebuild after our tribulation. I expect to be busy in the coming weeks, preparing for our departure from here, so if you do not receive any writing, know that I will write you as soon as we get back home. Thank you for your, or thank you for the undying support and strength that you have been so generous with since our arrival. Love always, your sister. Clara. Hmm. So. Hmm. That's a. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if it's a real letter, but. No, no, we don't. But I just feel like if I was Aggie, I would be like, hold up. Like, can they really be letting you out when you think your daughter is still alive? Like, I'm, I'm cool with you, you know, being, being kind of, you know, calm and like a good inmate or whatever. But I feel like if they were that delusional, I mean, I guess if they're overcrowded, I I understand that stuff would fall through the cracks, but maybe Aggie was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll come stay with her and it'll just rub off. But I'd be pretty freaked out. Yeah, same. It's spooky because it's, I mean, the level of delusion, like her talking about, you know, how sad they are that he's gone. It's like, oh. It's like, didn't you, you didn't you do the, the do? Didn't you give them some special chocolates or some special caramels? Clara's special brand. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a news clipping of the crime that I'll read now, um, which we don't know if it's real. It's It looks like a clipping, but I mean, you can't see the rest of the paper and yeah. there's really no like proof. Well, I wish it had like a date on it or something. Yeah. But I mean, if not, they're going out of their way to make it convincing. I mean, they're at least trying, which is all I can ask. For a Tumblr, you know? Yeah. You gotta give them some credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of this information is from um, historyofclaracrane.tumblr.com. So, shout out to them. Thanks. Um, so, it's titled, Wife Poisons Husband with Candy. They really get to the point. <laughs> uh, Clara Crane, 28 years old, was... Uh, arraigned in the Haddock Street Courthouse Wednesday morning, Mrs. Crane is suspected by Ellis County sheriffs for murdering of murdering her husband, Leonard Gilbert Crane, 41 years old, by poisoning on Friday. The sheriffs allege that the Crane woman poisoned caramels that were then consumed by her husband. The day after his death, uh, a neighbor had come by the Crane house and found Mrs. Crane attempting to build a large fire next to the house in a shaked shaken and frenzied state when sheriff deputy fred springer arrived at the residence uh 
Mrs. Crane became physically aggressive and was restrained and taken into custody. The sheriff's department would not comment on the possibility that Mrs. Crane might have had the intention of burning down the residence. The Hmm. Cranes have resided for nine years in, what does that say? Rent Crossing? Uh, I think Uh, it says Flint Crossing. Oh, that's right. Okay. I can't read it. It's a little blurry. Um, Flint Crossing, a small farming community of West Ellis County. Two years ago, they suffered the death of their only daughter, five-year-old Marcella Crane. That incident was deemed an accident by investigators with no suspicion of either of the Cranes' involvement. Mrs. Crane faces charges of murder in the first degree. Uh, She's facing a life sentence, though some... Close to the investigation. Oh, okay. Some close to the investigation have alleged that she may be suffering from mania. This possibility could mean leniency in sentencing or commitment to an asylum. Mrs. Crane will be kept at Ellis County Prison Facility while she awaits trial, which will likely be scheduled for July. Mm-hmm. And Ellis County is actually, it's kind of like south of Dallas more than Fort Worth, which isn't really a big deal, but... <laughs> It's another one where it's like, oh, that's actually around here. That's a real thing. Yeah, and that's, uh, I think, a lot of the reason why I was able to believe a lot of it was the fact that they referenced, like, cedar, which is, like, very prevalent here, and all the counties and stuff, which, I mean, it's not like it wouldn't be hard to just Google those things, but, mm-hmm. you know, it it made me it made me more likely to believe it, yeah. if that makes sense. Well, that's what gives these urban legends their kind of, like, interesting, like, local flavor is when it's something that people in your state or your area know about more than you know your run-of-the-mill just anybody across the country yeah yeah it's very true Mm -hmm. but now everyone across the country can enjoy uh the candy lady when you play the video game witchkin 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 which it's like, like uh, other kin, uh, but which kin? No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum. I just other kin. No yucking anyone's. Yum. No other kins. Just they're not in this story. This is about which kin. This is their time to shine. But this one, I was a little confused at first, just because like when you hear what the game is about. I couldn't tell, like, how it tied back into the Clara Crane story, other than, I guess, that she's supposed to be Clara Crane, because it's like a horror game, and I don't think there's any combat or anything. It's like, you're in a house, and there's haunted, like, dolls and toys and stuff like that, and you have to hide and not make noise in order to, like, escape, and you're being kept there. By a lady who I guess is based on her. But I was like, where's the candy? I mean, I'm wondering if it's like, essentially, she lured you to this house with candy. And then all of these toys that she's like made that are possessed or whatever try to kill you. Yeah, I guess that could, that would make sense with like the doll and stuff like that that was supposed to be her her um daughter. her daughter yeah but uh 
But yeah, I mean, the, the trailer for it and stuff, I can't tell if it's out yet. I saw a thing that said they were going to be showing, like, a trailer and stuff for it at PAX this past January. So it might be out by now. I haven't played it, but I watched, like, a, a little, like, gameplay trailer of it. And it looks pretty scary. I mean, it's um, it's got spooky dolls and little creatures and toys that want to kill you. And <laughs> I guess you're trying to save your sister, so it's not just you. So it almost kind of sounds like a Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. Yeah, it's, um, I'm reading about it just because I was like, is it out yet? I think you can get it on Steam. It's got an 8 out of 10 rating. There's only 13 reviews, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's but... pretty good. When you've only got that many, that means you've got to have more good than bad. Yes, it's very true. Um, it looks like you can download the demo as of right now. So it may not be out yet no wait it says the release date is january 10th so it's out it's out so if you want to play it it's ten dollars so it's not an expensive game yeah when i saw a thing that said and i i don't know if they kept up with it or not but one thing they'd wanted to do with it is that anytime you play it it's like procedurally generated and so each time you play like the layout of the house and stuff is different oh yeah, the different levels are haunted by different toys, and each has a unique ability, and there's different layouts, yeah. Yeah, but they were saying, like, each time you play it, like, it'll be different. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm reading that, too. It's the procedurally generated, like you said. Which, I don't know how difficult scary. that is to, to program, but it definitely seems like something that it would be kind of interesting to you get more play value out of it. But it looks good, and it's just called Witchkin, one word. Which kin? K-I-N. So if you like scary dolls and you like candy and you don't want your sibling to die, there's Check out Witchkin. There's Witchkin. Yeah. We've got a Witchkin for that. We've got a Witchkin for that. But that's the the sad story of Clara Cling Clara Kling? Crane? It's a sad story of Clara Crane. The candy lady. Which seems like we got a lot of candy people in Texas. So we got two candy man. We got a, two candy mans in in Houston. Yeah, candy's a popular, uh, popular, like tool to use against children. Thing. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently murderers are just good at manipulating people with uh, what they want. Which for children, it's candy. They're not gonna scare me off from candy. I'll never stop eating candy. I might be 30 goddamn years old, but I'll never stop eating candy. You can pry these sour gummy worms out of my dead hands. That's fair. But please don't. Let me have them. I'm dead. Let me have them. Just let me have this one thing. Do we want to talk about stuff we've been enjoying the last week or whatever? Yes. Do you have anything in mind? Because I actually don't. So if you want to go first... That would be better for me. Okay. Um, so, uh, Cass messaged me maybe two nights ago, and she was like, hey, you should check out this game called Frambo. It reminded me of you. And I was like, oh, okay. And so <laughs> I looked into it, and I watched um, most of a playthrough. I haven't finished it yet. But um, I would say I'm like three quarters of the way through it. And, uh, it's this, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's a very interesting, like, stylized video game about this little girl who 
has this tragedy befall her and ends up in a like hospital for small children and like a mental hospital and basically she's trying to find her um lost cat mr midnight and you go on this like adventure and it's creepy and it's like very it has some dark themes because i think it's swedish and it's been translated so some of the translations are a little off but in general it's very like it's very dark but there's also like some sort of like sweet innocent like childlike hope through it Mm -hmm. but the aesthetic is really cool um it's stylized i love the cat i love (laughs) fran does it um does it have voice acting like you said it was swedish or is it just a text game no, it's it's just the game developers are Swedish, I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. But I feel like when I was watching the playthrough, there's no voice acting. Um, but the guy who would be reading, he was like, I feel like the translations, they are a little off. So, let me... so maybe just like the adaptation is, is uh, not quite there. Yeah. But not enough to like get in the way. I mean, it sounds like it still gets the point across. Yeah, it's a Swedish studio, Kill Monday Games, but uh, apparently it was an Indiegogo crowdfunded campaign. Hmm. That was how it was partially funded, and the plot of the game includes autobiographical elements from Figueroa's life, which um, that's one of the writers, Natalia Figueroa and Isaac Martinson. So, and she said the process of creating the game was therapeutic. I don't know, and it takes this like kind of unexpected like turn that i can't even like it's not something you expect and it's very interesting and i like it and i'm excited to finish it and i've been really enjoying it so if you want to either buy the game on steam or i think you can also play it on ios and android but it's like each chapter is i think like two dollars so you're better off just buying it on steam honestly Mm mm-hmm but um yeah so i've been enjoying that and i think if we both either watch it or play it maybe we could um review it no i mean i i would really like to i would like to play it if i if i can just because i like watching playthroughs but i i don't know i've been i've been trying to be better about playing the actual games because i can be kind of a stickler when it comes to money and stuff but i'm like but i love these games (laughs) so i just spread it out a little bit and so i'm like i want to be able to support them because uh, I've watched yeah. my share of Let's Plays, so I think now it's time for me to to pay the piper. <laughs> yep, time yep. to pay and Steam. I'm just broke right now, so that's why I'm just watching a playthrough. But um, no, well, definitely, if you want to buy it, you're very good at supporting artists, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. I'm I try really hard to like support artists. You are like, single handedly um, keeping the Arcana alive. Yeah. I finally I played a I played another chapter because I saved up a bunch of coins and and there was some kissing. Ooh, Ooh there kissing. was some kissing. Oh, then I ran out of points <laughs> and so I couldn't kiss anymore. But maybe in a week or two I'll have some more coins and I could do some more kissing. If you haven't, you should download the Arcana. It's a a mobile game about uh, magicians and kissing. I just love to kiss. Okay. Oh my goodness, there is an a new Julian book. Oh my god. Oh, there is? Yes. But I don't have... Oh, shit. I don't... Wait, is there a new Azra book? I don't Ooh. know. Oh no. I hope not. Please, <laughs> god, don't. Oh. I can't spend $10 right now. Please don't. 
Let me live. Oh, I just updated mine, so maybe mine's an old one. I don't know. Oh, no. Okay, I've already played this. Okay. I already bought this. I'm good. Thank God. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> scared me. I've only got... <laughs> scared me. I've only got 135 coins, though. That's not enough to do any kissing. Okay, so I guess, uh, yeah, the Arcana is cool, and you should download that if you like kissing and, and magic and kissing. Um, for scary stuff, uh, Becca actually watched it too, but earlier this week I watched, um, or last week, god, where are the days? I watched, uh, The Ravenous, which is a zombie movie on Netflix. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there was parts, I feel like every movie, I'm like, oh, I mean, I liked it, there was stuff, I mean, it's not perfect, nobody's perfect. But it's, it was really good. I liked it. Um, it's in French because it takes place in Quebec, like a uh, rural Quebec up in Canada town. Um, but it, it was really good. I mean, I feel like it's hard sometimes to take like the zombie genre and revive it just because, you know, it's been going a long time and there's only so many ways you can like turn it, but it's really interesting just the the zombie behavior is different like they're fast kind of like 28 days later zombies but they almost have like kind of a weird zombie intelligence like they're not just mindless running yelling zombies like they actually kind of work together and have like a not I wouldn't call it a culture because they don't like explore it all the way which was frustrating to me but like they build structures and do all this other stuff that that zombies don't normally do and that makes them way scarier and the acting was all really good like as far as a zombie movie goes it's it's really pretty it's a lot of you know the kind of like overgrown we've lost control of everything stuff that would be really scary in real life but in a movie it's just kind of like oh look that house is all overgrown with leaves i'm a plant lady and i love leaves i i really like you said like there were some things that I wasn't crazy about, but in general, like, I thought it was interesting and different. And I liked that there was, like, a weird zombie culture, mm -hmm. which I, I wish they had explained more just because I was interested in it. And it was one of those things where it's like, this is what makes the movie so different. I wish that you had expanded on it. Like, not obviously too much because then it sort of loses its, like, mystery, but... Just a little more would have been nice. Well, yeah. You know? Well, especially just because, like you said, that's kind of what makes it different. And they don't have to explain everything, but I always want them to explain it, explain it. I always want them to explain it enough that I believe that they know what it is. Sometimes when they leave it super vague, I'm just like, I don't know if the writer even knows. They just wanted to throw something different in, but I don't know if they even understand what they're doing. Yeah. But did you see there's an after credit scene? Yeah, it's where they're sitting there yeah. together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you do watch it, make sure you stick around because there's a little after scene thing. But but it's on Netflix. If you've got Netflix, it's there. There are subtitles, so I know sometimes that can be frustrating. If you speak French or Canadian French, you're good. Um, and I would I would recommend it. Yeah, I I would too. I didn't I like finished it and I was like, that was a good movie. Like I didn't watch it and then regret spending, you know, <laughs> two hours watching it. Which I have definitely definitely experienced that feeling where you're like, God, I could have done literally anything else and it would have felt more productive than what I just did. Mm-hmm. I think 
that's going to do it for us. Um, we are on Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. Uh, you can also listen and subscribe and everything on iTunes or Google Play. Leave a review if you like what you hear. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. And um, I think starting this week, at least for a little while, we might be going... I can never... Is bi weekly is always confusing because I can never figure out if it's two times a week or twice a month. So I guess we'll say every other week or like twice monthly on episodes just to kind of spread out our research and stuff a little bit farther. We'll keep you posted on that and if we're gonna possibly go back to weekly in the future. But at least for right now, I think we are just gonna do every other week. Yeah, so we're we're gonna attempt to do bi-weekly just for a little while just to see if maybe it helps with being able to get enough research and if we feel like we can go back to doing once a week, then we will. But um, as of right now, I just need a little breather, a little change. <laughs> you can keep up with that. If you follow our Twitter, we'll let you know if we're going to do that. So like, subscribe, review. And until our next episode, I guess, um, stay spooky or whatever. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> stay spooky. Down under. Shrimp. Down under. On the bobby. Dingo baby. <laughs> Stay spooky. God, I'm sorry to anyone who's Australian. <laughs> I was going to say, let's alienate so anyone sorry. who listens from Australia. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but not that sorry. <laughs> Stay spooky.